Are you looking for a new website to place your bets? Well, I've got the perfect sportsbook for you to check out. TopNotchOdds.com. They offer dozens of betting options per game. And with live betting, well, they've got that covered too, offering literally hundreds of live bets every single game. Deposit with Bitcoin, MoneyGram, or credit card. And best of all, withdraw your money within hours of requesting a payout. So start winning money today online at topnotchodds.com. This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walgy. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Welcome back to the show. Today is December 3rd. I'm here with Tyler Walgy, as always. Tyler, tell the world how you're doing. I'm doing fine. You're the one who came in hot today from the traffic. Traffic, yes. Yeah. You know, like we live in Denver, Denver traffic. Uh, I don't know if it's on the same level as like Los Angeles or... Uh, you know, I've heard Houston's really bad. I know Austin has really bad traffic. Denver traffic is horrible, and uh, I usually fight a little bit to get over to the studio, but today we're recording a little earlier, trying to make some time to watch our uh, beloved Denver Nuggets tonight, and this traffic is it's such oh, horseshit. No. I want to tell you, here, here's what, what I was thinking. What, are you going to do some traffic bit, some here's Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> traffic? What's the deal? What's the deal with traffic? How come everyone just can't go? Just switching lanes? <laughs> so, no, what, I, what was going through my mind the whole time is I decided I'm fully on board with the whole te- Tesla self-driving car. I decided... Hey, I was like, traffic wouldn't be bad if all these cars were self-driving. No one would be driving like an idiot. Everything would move smoother. Also, I could be, you know, I could be on my phone. I could be like watching videos. I could be working on stuff. I could be doing stuff as opposed to just sitting there, you know, staring okay, at the bumper. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you need to still be aware when it's self-driving. Yeah, but like I'm talking, you know, a few years out when, when things, because obviously now, you know, you have to keep your hand on the wheel. You're supposed to be aware, but... I, you know, in the future, it, it will be <laughs> in the future. The future, in the future, it will be that like you'll be able to just chill, and your car will do pretty much everything. Oh, for you. tell me more about the future. I'm telling. Well, you. well I'm well, a well, prognosticator. Tell me about the spread. Of sorts. Is uh, Clemson going to cover the 28 and a half this weekend? <laughs> tell me about the future. Well, here. you know, you and I both know that I know everything about the future. <laughs> what I do is I throw people off so that people, you know, I don't want like the government to come break down my door and say we need you because you can tell the future. Let's, so I, let's know, save that because cool. you're the you're one of the few people who can get going on the government <laughs> and what they can find. <laughs> but uh, well, we did end last week's episode with conspiracy I need stuff. My dogs. We, we, well, toy. Layla's in the studio. She's playing with her squeaky toy. It's fine. I like it. But uh, what I was thinking is that I want a Tesla. And have you seen the Cybertruck, Tyler? Uh, the tes- I have. They the look new- terrible. Oh, okay. So I want. I was wondering about your. I I assumed that you wouldn't have liked those? No, it, the only reason I would get it is if I were really, really rich and yeah. needed a an accessory to my Halloween costume. <laughs> and I were be, to be Batman. You were No, it wouldn't be Batman. It'd be like RoboCop. It looked more, <laughs> it had more too. RoboCop vibes than Batman. But I actually, I don't think it looks all that awesome. But what I do think is that give it like five years and people will be like, oh, he was way ahead of the curve. All the trucks are going to look like that in the future. I would drive no. one. I well, totally would drive a I don't a know if they're going to look like that. But I think they will. Well, what it's going to do, and I'm going a little off of your topic here, but what it's going to do is bring the price way down of all these cars right now. A customized Tesla, the S. You're talking the the sedan or the truck? No, the sedan. 
Yeah. One of the new ones customized is one hundred and eight thousand dollars. That's about. like the nicest one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I have the a cheaper ones are like fifty grand. But I, I have a feeling in like under ten years, eight or nine years, those are going to be you know thirty thousand dollars a car. That's I think that's inf- their plan. That's with inflation too. Yeah. You know, and, and this is going to so. I'm just I just have to wait out a couple a couple yes. years of this and then get one of those cars for a lot yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Well, than they you are also now. don't want the first Cybertruck cuz like the, it's just like the first of anything. They got to work out the kinks and there's going to be bugs and I want to be one of the first ones to go to Mars. No, you don't. You don't you no, think you don't, not. Tyler. It's like no. the, the like the mice of human Why existence. would you you want to ride in a spaceship for well, as long a, a as year I, and a half as as with five back. other people like no, no, you no, no, I just want to go for like 2 days and come back. You just want a round trip, like a, va- like a, a, round like trip a vacation ticket. to Vegas or something. Have like that. Have you checked like South Southwest? They do cheap. No, I haven't. I, I don't think they're that classy. I think you have to go all the way up you're to the airline coach. or something. If you're going to ride Mars. coach to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not ride coach. <laughs> you're going to be first class to Mars. I just would for two it, days. Have you ever gone first class? Yes, I have just once, and uh, it, I didn't pay for it. I got upgraded. And for nothing, oh, it was just you it was pulled just a like Ben Stiller and started bitching to the and the woman was like. Sir, you can't say bomb on an airplane. <laughs> oh, I didn't say bomb. That's why they put me in first class. <laughs> All right, but uh, anyway. Yeah, sorry. no, I actually like the Cybertrucks. I know they look kind of stupid, but I, I really think that this is one of those things where it's a, he- a little bit ahead of the curve, and I think give it oh, like- that's such a- Give it a few a years. <laughs> give it a few years, and people will actually be like, you know what? I actually like the look of that, and other truck companies will yeah, kind of design when we're to look tunneling similar. to the center of the earth and <laughs> need something like that. It's Otherwise, the, Ar- it's no. the Armageddon truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I like it, and it would help alleviate traffic, which I mean, in turn will will make look, this is once again all of my things that I want to see happen in the world are are hundred percent driven by my selfishness. All of this would just benefit me. The traffic <laughs> would have, wouldn't have been as bad for me. It's not like yeah, it, I forgot all this I, is coming off your like traffic It's not like an environmental <laughs> thing. Like, ooh, everyone should have electric cars. Like, I love you know muscle cars. My my car is a manual transmission, which I love, and I, I, I feel like I feel like not enough people drive those. I will. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Elon Musk is working right now on tunnels that transport cars and alleviate traffic mm-hmm. and so yeah i saw that in maybe LA. elon musk is going to be the future and people are like problem solver of all these things have you seen how like uh journalists and people will like shit on him for that they'll be like, they'll write stories like wow but those his tunnels are, are barely faster and they're bumpy those and it's like so dumb yeah. those people can't figure out how to work their toaster or and they're just w- writing articles about, about elon musk give being, the guy credit for like actually trying to fix shit and but that's come up how with new stupid ideas. people in today's society try and make a name for themselves is going after real people who are making right. a difference i'm gonna take down exactly elon. but you think elon gives a shit about them he no. he doesn't think it for a second about people for the la times who are writing some schmear campaign because they don't have schmear anything campaign it's that or it's a campaign on a bagel you know, go cover the new <laughs> squirrel water racing thing at the zoo well this is the hard-hitting journalism these are the questions that need to be asked do squirrels actually swim faster than, you know, rodent other rodents? Look, we have the breaking news here on College Ball Weekly. When it comes time to do the real hard-hitting reporting, yeah. you folks know where to come. Do you want to know what you the know real headline go. is? Billie Eilish doesn't know who Van Halen is. Oh, my God. Isn't that terrible? Okay, okay. Can I, can I, can I say something that... Did you see that? Can you know I say something about? that may not be obvious to anybody right now listening, but it's so obvious to me. 
the reason why we haven't talked about football and we're about 10 minutes in the podcast is because Michigan got rolled up by Ohio State last week and we have to inevitably get there. So Will is doing his best to talk about traffic and Elon Musk and these new trucks. We haven't gotten to football yet. You know why, everybody? It's because Michigan got rolled up last week and Ohio State is headed to the playoffs, everybody. What do you think about it, Will? Oh, uh, well, first of all, I was uh, I totally prepared. I, 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 I didn't was mean totally to go. prepared to talk about. I know that. I, I didn't mean to, uh, to get you there. Uh, did you really that's... think that I would come in here and be like, no, no? Maybe if I just you know, if I confuse Tyler, we just won't bring it up. Look, but, first of all, I picked Ohio State to cover, so this I, this, I wasn't disillusioned you're here. Still, that was a happiness edge. No, that well, okay, you're right. That was my brain. That was the smart, the the only part of my brain that's smart that says, "Don't be stupid." You're right. Like my heart still told me. Maybe Michigan has a chance, but I'm watching the game, especially in the first half. I was like, oh, they have a chance. They can do this. And obviously things got out of hand in the second half. And, <laughs> you know, we can get into it. The, to me, the whole thing, this game is a perfect example of the difference in the programs and where Michigan is and where Ohio State is. And Ohio State is right there uh it at, with the top level programs in college football in my opinion with, they are right there behind where Alabama and Clemson have been over the last 5 or 6 years that, that I think yeah. you would put Alabama Clemson and then right behind them would be probably Ohio State Georgia and then For like the last 5 years yeah exactly like recent history right i mean they are a top level program and so what i mean what, what it would take for Michigan to beat Ohio State even at home this is what it's going to take and this is looking forward too with how things are unless things change drastically Ryan Day takes a job in the NFL whatever the what it's going to take for Michigan to beat Ohio State is a few things Ohio State is going to be, have to have a, a a not not their best year right now they might be having their best year ever so there's that Michigan has to be having a great year they were playing good before this game they're much better than they did to start the season i think they're probably a top 15 team overall uh clearly not on the level of Ohio State but and then Michigan can't make any mistakes, and Ohio State has to make some. And that just doesn't seem to happen recently. Michigan ended up being the team making the mistakes. I mean, the, per- the, the perfect example, when I knew, honestly, when I felt like in my heart watching the game, oh, this, this is how this is going to go, was on Ohio- Michigan goes and scores in their first possession. I was like, this is, I was pumped. And then Ohio State, on their very first play, handed off to J.K. Dobbins. He yeah. fumbles the ball, <laughs> and it bounces right back into his hands without even missing a step, and he breaks like a 30-yard run. It was like, okay, that's how it's going to be. This is this is a, but what Ohio State early. does. That was long before anything bad happened. Yeah, but at it, that it, point, it was like, if things are going to break Michigan's way, they would have fallen on that ball. We would have gotten a good bounce. You know Michigan what I mean? came out with such a good offensive game plan. Yeah. They came out moving the football for a lot of the first half. I Patterson was really looked impressed. great. Shea yes, looked really good. Yes, he did. And then that all got caught off at halftime. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's just exactly that you know once again that Ohio State is a overall better team they're better at everything they're better at special teams they're better at defense they're better at offense they have more talent a lot more depth I mean it's crazy how Ohio State has done it the last two years is they find the weakest guy in Michigan's secondary at least uh, for their passing game you know they were running the ball at will on Michigan They, they could just do whatever they wanted but in the passing game they'll find the weakest link which for sometimes like for Michigan it was like their fourth corner this guy Vincent Gray who's young and very good but he is not on the and then Ohio State just matches up their a freshman wide receiver with him and says go win your one on one and then boom you get touchdowns you get big plays it's just so tough though i mean if anybody in the country it, it's it's difficult for Michigan because 
they're Ohio State's rivals. If anyone yeah. in the country had to deal with being the rival of Ohio State, you'd never where win. You get they, I know, yeah. right? Like that's where you always why, get their yes. biggest game. Thank you, thank <laughs> yes. you for saying that because uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one who sees it because I see Penn State fans and I see. Like people will be like, "Oh, Iowa beat them two years ago. Purdue beat them last year." It's like, yeah, well, you know, Purdue and Iowa can catch Ohio State sleeping. Michigan can't. That won't ever happen. If, right. if Iowa was Ohio State's biggest rival, they're not winning that game. That's ridiculous. J.K. Dobbins had two hundred and eleven. Dude, I know he had like seven yards per carry. I mean, he like they they bullied Michigan's but defensive line is undersized. Usually, though, when you get a stat like that. You get a guy who had like a seventy or eighty yard rush. Right. You know, his longest was only forty yards. It's not like and he it might broke have been that out. first one where he fumbled. Exactly. It might have been. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know, man. Ohio State's just so real. Yeah, and, and then uh, Justin Fields, so he gets hurt and it looked bad at first. That knee injury. He got it I almost was like I was getting texts from family in Columbus that were saying, Well, that's it, he's done for the season. It looked right, bad. Right. And then luckily nothing happened. You don't want to see that for that, but no, they were right. up. And he is injured. The quarterback comes out. They don't move the ball yeah, that, very well. That other guy came in. Chugging off. Chris Chimichanga. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chugs a lot. Yeah. Um, oh. the, the, and then Justin Fields comes back. <laughs> and on his very first play, does like some insane Heisman level. He he moves around, runs to the sideline, the turns zone. on a dime. Yeah. Drew Brees. Perfect yeah. throw to the back of the end zone for a touchdown. A bomb. And at that point, it's like, yep, this is where we're at. And if you're a Michigan fan, look, it sucks. I feel your pain. Believe me, uh, I've not, you know I, I have family. I have an, uh, an uncle in Columbus. Uh, I'm not sure if he's listening or not, but he uh, he texts me and he's like, "I know how you feel. I lived through the John Cooper era. He was two and ten with with a, a two ten and one. You know, two wins and a tie in eleven years. I was like, really? Because I've won once in the last sixteen years. So <laughs> maybe you don't know how I feel. It was the John Cooper era. Uh, that would have been like the 90s. I was going to say. Late 90s, early 2000s. Oh. And Whoa, he, that, he that, was that, very that, similar. That's recent. I thought people, it was a while ago. I people, thought that was the Paul Bunyan days. No, people compare him <laughs> People compare him to J- Jim Harbaugh a lot because those Ohio State teams would win 10 and 11 games and they just could never beat Michigan. And this is very similar. Michigan has good teams, but they're just not good enough to beat Ohio State. Better career head coach, Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Well, it, it's got to be John only. Be, I mean, it's close because you're right. John doesn't have the college success, but he also beat his brother in a Super Bowl. Can you think of a better thing? Like, I know you don't have a brother, Tyler, but I do. And I can tell you if I could beat my brother in a Super Bowl, I mean, obviously you feel bad for me as your brother. You love your brother. I love my brother, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> it would be sweet. It would be sweet. You just you own your brother for the for the rest of time. He, I beat one. Jim of could my, say anything to him. He go, "Oh yeah, I beat you in the Super Bowl." I beat one of my best friends in a uh, Madden Super Bowl, so I kind of know the feeling. The exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, so you know, but <laughs> but uh, no, I think, and especially with how maybe we could have said Jim until answer this the year. It's John. The it's, damn John question. it's John Harbaugh. There we go. Yeah, and especially with this year, Baltimore looks like you know. I thought you were going to plead the fifth. No. I mean, look, I love Jim Harbaugh. I really do. Like, I like him. I want him to succeed. But you're liking him less and less every year. No, it's not when even that I like him. When he got hired, you were giddier than a 13-year-old girl learning she's going to Disneyland for her birthday and she could bring all her friends. And Justin Timberlake's going to be You there. were right. And Justin Timberlake <laughs> will be in your room signing autographs so you get a VIP backstage. That was you times 10. You're no, right. No, it, that's how all Michigan that fans 10. were. First of all, you were running around. 
Bowl. Yeah, you had a coach that went to two Super Bowls. Or no, when he went to one Super Bowl, three, three NFC championships. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I was there. And look, he still... Michigan fans also don't forget, remember what it was like with Brady Hoke, because I do. People love to say, fire Jim Harbaugh, he can't beat Ohio State. That's fine. Brady Hoke may have beaten Ohio State once, but that was against Luke Fickle, an interim head coach. Uh, He was never going to beat Urban Meyer. He had some close games against him, just like Jim Harbaugh did. And then in Brady Hoke's last year, they lost to Rutgers. They lost to Rutgers. Things are different. The program is better, and I still like Jim Harbaugh very much. I, I root for him so much. Maybe he won't ever beat Ohio State. That's a real possibility at this point. Follow, and that's sad. Follow us on a Twitter at CFB Weekly. Uh, I sent the show's account from my personal account. Yeah, uh, a how picture about that? of the ESPN FPI preseason predictions for the Big Ten. Uh, who was going to win the Big Ten? Michigan was almost it was like 50%. 42 or was, something yeah, like it that, was, right? Yeah, just a, was it 42 or 48? It was I just over four, whatever, it was okay, over 40%. So, so maybe, yeah, just over 40% for Michigan to win the Big Ten. And uh, Ohio State was fourth with like a 7% chance. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Here, and also, I'll have you know, we're making fun of ESPN for this. Before the season, I did not pick Michigan to win the Big Ten. Guess who did? A one Tyler Walgy. That was me, everybody. So. <laughs> yep, that's me. Hand but, in the air. Yeah. So, so here was the ESPN FBI FPI preseason predictions for the Big Ten. Michigan, forty-eight point three percent chance to win. Ugh. The second team with the second best chance to win the Big Ten, Penn State, ten point five percent. Michigan State ahead of Ohio State. Michigan State eight point seven percent. Ohio State eight point two percent. Minnesota eight percent. Iowa seven point nine. Nebraska five point nine. And then the big drop off, Wisconsin one point five. So the two Big Ten championship teams both had less than five percent. Is that what it was? That's correct. That's Will. insane. That is correct. Yeah, and that goes to show you that no one knows anything. No one knows. You can't predict the future. I can. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. No one else can. can, No one else can predict the future. And and it also goes to show you where we were before the season because obviously I still thought Ohio State was very talented. I thought they'd be very good, but no one knew how good Ryan Day would be. No one predicted that they would lose Urban Meyer and get better. No one one predicted that. I've just got one thing to say to all the Michigan hopefuls uh, out there. Don't do it. Oh, well... Better luck next year. <laughs> <laughs> they will need a lot of luck next year. Yeah, they yeah. will. I'm starting to they think will. that uh, the best route, the best option is maybe like, you know, the day the, the day of the game or the night before we we get into some some trickery. Maybe we uh maybe we swat Justin Fields. You know you know what swatting is? You ever heard of this phenomenon? In case my attorney's listening, I'm taking no part in any of this. I'm <laughs> refusing this from the get-go. Hey, I'm not saying I would do this, and I'm definitely not recommending anyone else to do it. I'm uh-huh. saying it would be a damn shame uh-huh. if next year, the day before you know, the Michigan Ohio State like, game, someone swatted Justin Fields, and he it would be such a shame if he wasn't able to play. It's Gosh, people like you that end up pulling fire alarms. No, what was that? that's what I'm saying. What was that, the Nancy Kerrigan thing, where she got her leg Yeah, it was in? Jeff Galuli hit her with a pipe. Galuli. Jeff Galuli. Galuli. He I always want to say Nancy Pelosi. I, <laughs> that would, that, I don't know if that could happen today. That's nothing. Those, those <laughs> couldn't be further opposites, Jeff Galuli and Nancy Pelosi. But, yeah, so do you know what swatting is? Are you familiar with this? No, but have you seen SWAT with Colin Farrell and uh, Samuel L. Jackson? So swatting... <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, not, it's really not bad. It's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty cheesy. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, swatting is it's it's actually really popular in the gaming community. So gamers will swat each other, and it's really messed up because terrible things can happen. It's sexual. But oh. <laughs> no, it's okay. what it is is uh, someone will call from like an anonymous phone number, and they'll say, you know, let's say for instance Justin Fields is staying in hotel room number two eleven at this hotel mm-hmm. in Columbus before the game next year, right? And someone would call anonymously and say, someone in room 211 at this hotel. Let's make it the JW. It, it's, it's a hostage situation. They have hostages and a SWAT team shows up and like arrest oh, them. God. And this has happened where people will be like live streaming, you know, playing uh, video games. <laughs> Stop and a SWAT it, team will kick down their door. No yes. way. And Let's it, do it. It's mo- No, <laughs> no, we can't actually do this because <laughs> what I was going to get to is that for the most part, nothing really terrible has happened. Obviously, it's a waste of government funds with the SWAT team and all that. I believe there was one time where like a guy got shot because he thought people were breaking into his home. A SWAT oh. team was kicking down his door. So that's sad. Obviously, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No one's SWAT, an Ohio State player. And to be honest, it wouldn't make a difference. Ohio State would still win if These Justin Fields got SWATed next year. necessarily reflect those of Woo's media. <laughs> Just let everyone know that right now. For legal, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, yeah, no. So Michigan... It doesn't look bright for the future. Uh, those two years that Harbaugh had it close, those were, those were. We should have looked back on those and, you know, fondly. You lose. Good day, sir. Fifty-six twenty-seven. It wasn't. Yeah, fifty burger. Rough. Um, wasn't the only rivalry game out there. Friday night, the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss plays Mississippi State, and. The dog piss celebration, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that was this poor kid. So what's Ol- going on? Ole Miss Will? scores a touchdown with like it was less than a minute to go, and the wide receiver catches the touchdown, decides to go and celebrate. Now they're playing at Mississippi State, by the way. He goes down on the field on all fours like a dog and lifts his leg like he's peeing on the Bulldogs <laughs> end zone. They throw the flag, right? The Not celebration good. flag. And now they bring the extra point. 15 yards back it's now like a 25 yarder and the kicker misses the extra point and mississippi state wins and ole miss ramifications uh they lose the game they had a chance to take to overtime maybe they could have even gone for two if not for that penalty and gone for the win and matt rule or not not matt rule um uh ole miss's head coach i god he was the interim i'm blanking on his name uh obviously he came in after hugh freeze he's fired now he just got fired and I don't think it was just because Matt of this. Matt Luke? Matt Luke, thank you, not Matt Rule. He was not, uh, I don't think he was fired because of this, but it couldn't have helped, right? And the kid came out on, you know, on Twitter or whatever and wrote something about how, you know, it was just emotions running high. It was such a stupid, like, it's not even a good celebration. <laughs> like, ooh, look, I'm a dog. I'm pretending to pee on your end zone. That's not even a good, it's not worth the flag. The old man in me wants to blame Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr., <laughs> Well, I'm down to blame him for everything. Should you know? we blame him? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was his fault that I was in traffic today. Probably his fault that Michigan lost to Ohio State. It probably is his fault. Mm-hmm. Somehow, mm-hmm. something happened. Odell Beckham Jr., not a big fan. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so the Egg Bowl, that was exciting and disappointing if you're an Ole Miss fan. Uh, hilarious if you're anyone else. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird name for a bowl. Yeah, so I, I looked it up, and uh, you'd think that, like, it – came out of you know oh it was named after you know a mayor steve egg or something like that some big mississippi thing it was just that like the first trophy they created for the game was like a golden egg and then that's why they called it that i don't even think that like eggs are popular in mississippi for any reason it's just a golden egg trophy 
and like, uh, that's silly. That's, that's it. it. That's why. That's it. It's the Egg Bowl. Okay. Well, there and, you go. Uh, yep. So we had that one. We had Virginia Tech, Virginia. Hey, first. we did so have Virginia Tech, Virginia. We, Will. <laughs> we had our. Can we talk about it? We now? had our bet. Yeah, I'm bringing up all. I lost. It was. A, I was a big loser this weekend. Okay, Tyler, you're you're way better than me, and I'm awful. <laughs> Whoa. And Michigan <laughs> lost to Ohio State, and we did. We had four games on the bet board last week, right? We did. We, we had, had four, four games. Yes. And Tyler won three of them. His stupid he's 11 2 and 2 that's counting the season win totals yeah too. and on the bet board he's dominating me so congratulations for kicking a man when he's down tyler i didn't, uh, I didn't you I, kicked not, me when i was down i'm not trying to rub anything in you're here. rubbing I just salt wanted, in I just my wounds wanted to make sure we got to it why Will? don't you give me a paper cut and pour lemon juice <laughs> on it while you're at it uh yeah so virginia tech it was a really good game. First of all, Virginia Tech, Virginia. It was close at the very end, and then yeah. Virginia scored a late touchdown. Um, so Virginia covered. I think they were three point underdogs there, and they go to the ACC championship game for the first time in school history. Really cool for Bronco Mendenhall. That's also they had lost fifteen straight to Virginia Tech, so that's got to be an amazing feeling. The students rushed the field. It looked awesome in Charlottesville. No, it was so great. good for them. Yeah, yeah. Bronco Mendenhall got the win. Uh, Bryce win. Perkins couldn't be stopped in the first half. That was it. Yeah, he was game. he was so impressive because uh, Virginia Tech's defense had looked so good for the last month, and I wouldn't have expected that he would be able to put up those numbers. And it was really impressive. Um, after that, we had the Apple Cup, Washington State and Washington. The Huskies get the win. They dominate. Uh, Washington State. Washington State scored first. They were up seven nothing. And they end up getting outscored thirty-one to six the rest yeah, of the way. Yeah, think Chris Peterson re- resigns. Steps down. Yeah, what so we'll heck? get into that. Yeah. Uh, in our, we've got a segment coming up on the uh, coaching carousel. But we yeah, do. it is crazy, and um, you know, but he goes out on top. He goes out undefeated against uh, Mike Leach in Washington State. Never yeah, lost to, to Mike Leach that's in big. the Apple Cup. It's it's good for all other Pac-12 schools, though. Hoorah! Oh, for sure. And that name is actually fitting because I believe they do grow lots of apples in the state of Washington. So. Eggs, um, apples. I'm getting hungry over here, man. <laughs> I'm going to get some Chinese food, some uh, egg drop soup. Later on in the day, we had Clemson, South Carolina, another rivalry that uh, you know I feel for South Carolina. Michigan fans bond with you. We understand how you feel. Clemson dominated them 38-3. to Well, come on. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia also dominated Georgia Tech 52-7. to Georgia Tech. What, no salt, no, South Carolina. no sad sympathy for Georgia? No, that's what I'm saying. We're all Georgia Tech fans, yeah. South Carolina fans, Michigan fans, and Alabama fans. We all bond together as losers. Alabama, another game that was on the bet board. Look, if you had told me before the game that Auburn would score 48, I would have said you're insane, and now I'm definitely not. I never, ever believed that Auburn would score that much on this Alabama defense. I didn't either. They had 20 points in the second quarter. It was insane. Yeah, and so yeah. they went 48-45. That was also on the bed board. But, yeah, it was There was another win for Tyler, the bed board. Bo Nix played really well. The game went almost exactly how you predicted it would. It was that Bo Nix and Gus Malzahn would, uh, they'd exploit the middle of the field and use their tight ends and use guys in space on their linebackers, and they did that a lot. Yeah, definitely. I thought it would be a little lower scoring, but it ended up going similar to that. And, yeah, sure. Alabama couldn't. Keep up when it came to the. Uh, I mean, look, Alabama scored their points as well. Yeah, know? they scored forty five with yeah, a backup exactly, quarterback. Exactly. If you, you had know? told me that before the game, I would have said, "Yeah, I'm winning for sure." <laughs> exactly. So Insane. Goes, Mac Jones had four touchdowns. Ways. He had three hundred and thirty yards. So you know, I think that's another perfect example. The difference between Gus Malzahn and Jim Harbaugh is that Gus Malzahn's fi- found a way now to beat Alabama twice when he's at home. 
And yeah. Harbaugh yeah. hasn't done that. No, that's very true. And, that, and Gus Malzahn shows up in a lot of those big games. For Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That yeah. is the difference. And he's been between, blown out other times. Yep, and obviously between, it's it's hard to compete with with a team on the level of Alabama. And so for him to do that, you know, you I, I saw a tweet that showed since twenty fifteen, since Jim Harbaugh joined Michigan, they are uh they're eighth in the nation in S and P plus, mm-hmm. you know, which is a football outsider stat. It measures explosiveness uh you know strength of opponent things like that and they're right there with auburn and everyone was like they're you know over the last eight uh five years now they're basically almost identical statistically from an S&P plus standpoint to auburn the difference is just gus malzahn has been able to win those and that's games. what a lot of this comes down to is winning those games that's yeah. what college football is yeah he's keeping his job for sure right games. we talked about him being on the hot seat earlier in the year and before the season now they finished nine and three and obviously they don't win their Division, they don't go to the SEC championship game, but they shut everybody, you know, all the people that are supporters. Like, it would have been the same if Michigan had been able to pull off a win against Ohio State. Yeah. Everyone has said, we don't care that we're not going to the Big Ten championship game. We love that Jim Harbaugh was able to do it. So, you know, he just gave the uh, what's the difference between Jim Harbaugh and uh, Gus Malzahn? Have you ever seen The Office? Have I seen The well, Office? So yeah, like but the I office. Ha- I've only seen like the first five seasons because I okay. stopped after that. Yeah, have you heard the joke, uh, what's the difference between a salesman and a saleswoman? Oh, boy. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's going to be very PC. Saleswoman has boobs. <laughs> so you're saying you don't like Jim Harbaugh's man boobs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I'll tell you where the difference is. Telling you I like Gus Malzahn rocks the visor. Jim Harbaugh would never. Well, the visor's a weird option. It's big in the South. A lot of SEC coaches rock the visor. Yeah, Doug Peterson wears a visor for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I don't know. There's something always about visors that has been a bit of a turnoff it's for me. It's strange. Kirby Smart's a visor guy. Obviously, for years, Spurrier was a visor guy. Uh, I think a it's lot something in, in your South. DNA that well, you're I, either a visor guy what or is, not. Why even wear anything at that point like it, oh it's i to want cover, it's i want to cover, to cover your, the sun, just to cover your face yeah but i don't i want to protect the top part of my hair because it'll cool still evening breeze <laughs> but they'll hair. wear it at night so at that point it's just a cool thing it's yeah, like i, I like I, I maybe he has dandruff problems <laughs> but wouldn't you want to wear a hat then no because i I think having a hat kind of suffocates you want your, your scalp to breathe it helps oh, the dandruff okay we're getting into into the weeds here but either mm. way Visor guy got the win. That's all I know. And Nick Visor Saban guy. did not look too happy at certain points in that game. He was Bunch yelling and screaming. Weirdos, he complained guys. afterwards to the, about some officiating and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, shut the fuck up, Nick Saban. Yeah, the, it's the it's the officials' fault. The lost Auburn. I mean, that you come gave up forty eight points. Man, that's yeah. so ridiculous. I don't care yeah. where this was played. Who's a quarterback? Take some ownership. He's he's like a he's like a little baby. He's like a little spoiled. Sweet 16 Very similar girl. to Jim Harbaugh, by the way. Jim Harbaugh never been afraid to call out referees and whine uh, in the post game. He didn't do it this week, It's like week, the, the Super Sweet 16. You've seen those shows where the girls don't get what they want? I said I wanted a Lexus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I got was this shitty Toyota, this brand new car. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. That's, that show went away. That's a shame. Yeah, it's because it's such a bad What do you influence? think those those girls are up to now? I mean, how many of them you think are I, I think saving lives or writing doctorate papers? One percent. One percent. Yeah. Then, then the mm. other forty-nine percent. Well, two percent maybe. Then the other forty-nine percent have you know eight plus kids and they're just up to their necks and shit to do. And the rest are dead. And the rest are unwanted. <laughs> yeah, posters are dead. That's a shame. That's yeah. a damn shame. Uh, or learning. Uh, 
how to be an aesthetician in Mexico. Aesthetician or whatever they're called. <laughs> I think it's aesthetician. There you go. Maybe we have, maybe neither of us know. How about butcher? That's a lot easier to say. <laughs> uh, we had the Bedlam game. Bedlam, Oklahoma. Oh, this- congratulations Thank on you. your win, Will. Thank you. Congratulations. Will's on the dub. Big winner over here. This was my one bet board win this weekend. I went one and three. I got the win, though. Oklahoma covered. Oklahoma State just struggled. The Sooners. Sooners are just better. They, they, they couldn't overcome the backups in this game. Yeah. Let's look at something real quick on the bet board, okay? Look at the regular season, I, which is now over. I'd rather not. It is a total of 10-2 and two in favor, obviously, of me. So look at a little trend there, okay? <laughs> look at... Look at <laughs> What's the trend? Just you winning? Well, look at the home teams I took. Nine of the 12 teams I took were at home. Home dogs. Well, and yeah, not all of them were dogs. Not all of yeah, them. You do but, like home teams, but also nine of the twelve I took were underdogs. You're a homer. That's I'm not what you're just saying. a homer, but oh, I also take Tyler. the dogs. I like the dogs. Tyler likes homers. Uh, he's a homer. You know what? I love Homer. By the way, I am too smart. <laughs> I am too smart. Damn it! I am too smart. You turn that around I on me. Smart. I love Homer S-M-R-T. too. SMRT. I mean S M A R R T. <laughs> I love Homer too. I can't believe you. you turned I just that had to point that me. out, Will. Yeah, it's, it's a good trend. All right, and well, it's something to note. At least this, uh, you know. I mean, look, you're the professional gambler. I'm not. I'm just a college football guy, and so it's a perfect. That. Well, I love how you you you're acting like I'm throwing an insult in your face by by complimenting the fact that that you have a you use you 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 analyze games a little differently than I do. I do. Yeah, yes. and I think that's probably showing. Well, now Will, I'm sure a lot of it is luck too, because. Frankly, Don't we've gone into it before. Come on, I, come on. <laughs> I can predict the future, so right. I'm only what nine games behind. Five hundred <laughs> only. We could. Whoa, be, I am on fire. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get back in bowl in bowl season. I'm going to keep telling myself. That. Oh, just oh, like I let me give you my myself. proposal that I had. For, oh, yeah. for, for the bowl games. Okay. So since so just so everyone knows, there's kind of four different categories that we that the bets end up in. The bets either end up well. I I, think, I guess five categories. Probably half the games, or or a little more than half, end up in the pass pile. Where I don't like it, Will doesn't like it. It's a pass. We don't really want to dive in too much. That, that that's a good amount of the games, which is fair. That's a, most of the games out there for you guys. That's how it is for us. That's fair. The the remaining games, either I like them and Will passes. Will likes them and I pass. We both like them. Or we like different sides. Now, the bet board only records games where we like different sides. So it's really going to be kind of rare that I really like one side and Will really likes the other side. Right. And so those are the only games that end up here. What I'm proposing is for the bowl games, we can't have any passes. That's not allowed. You have to come because, you know, what happens on a lot I of these games. I love that, games, yeah. Yeah, what happens on a lot of these games is, is you know, I was going back today listening to, to a lot of our shows in, uh, in the last couple of weeks. And we end up being wishy-washy, and we kind of like teams, but we never really like teams. And so what I want to do for the bowl games is no wishy-washy, no if I had to or what I kind of like is... You want to like-like teams. I want to like-like teams <laughs> every game, and, and you're, it's a force. that You have to go one way or the other. So if we even disagree 1%, it's forced on the bet board. I love that. create a lot yeah, of Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. I'm all there about forcing picks. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, awesome, let's go full degenerate. Let's yeah, just do let's it all. let's do it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so we mentioned. So that's all I got for week fourteen. Was there any rivalry week games that you want? Any any notes you had, Tyler? No, I mean I love rivalry week, man. It's always it, it's fun because you get kind of a reminder about all the different rivalries out there. Yeah, and there's a lot of shitty games that get brought out once a year. And like I said last week. It doesn't matter what any of these teams have done the last week, two weeks, month, the season. You can get an undefeated team against an 0-10, 0-11 team, and it's going to be a good game. I mean, yeah. not always going to be a good game. But it can be. It can be, exactly. Just because so, of it being a rivalry, the nature of a rivalry. 100%. So it was fun last week. I always love rivalry week. Like many other fans, it's my favorite week of the year, and... Uh, on to conference championships. Yeah, championship week is upon us. Week fifteen, and uh, but first, why don't we talk the coaching carousel? So we mentioned earlier some coaches got fired. I actually have couple got hired. Let me know if you like some sound for this that I carousel pulled. music. Yeah, I do. I have some. If you think it's uh, distracting, I no, can turn play it off. It. I love okay. carousel music. <laughs> this sounds more just like a clown house than a carousel. But you know what? Whatever. We're at the fair. I'm just gonna. Sit. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay out the setting for you guys here. Okay, okay. state fair. There's a carousel. Okay, horses. What am I eating? They're Eat going on a up and down and around. Okay, <laughs> that's what that's what the carousels do. You're eating a funnel cake. It's not on a stick. Oh, okay. But you got a funnel cake. Maybe do I have something to hold it in, like a wrapper or like a? It's in like a little you know container. It's in like a little tray. Okay, good. Something like that. Okay. No, you're not just like munching on a funnel cake with okay. your bare hands. I'm really trying savage. to get the visual here. Okay, and then your buddy next to you's got a giant thing of uh, pink cotton candy. Okay, uh, there's a guy over in the corner throwing baseballs at empty milk jugs, trying to win his girl a giant <laughs> teddy bear. There's a strongman competition where you hit the hammer on the thing. That's what we're talking about. And meanwhile, coaches being fired left and right. So some of them quit, by the way. This is this was we'll start with the biggest one. Chris Peterson. So here you have to here. kill this music. I can't talk, <laughs> okay, I yeah. can't talk about Chris Peterson quitting <laughs> with with this playing. It would be disrespectful to Husky Nation. Uh Chris hey, here, 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 let's add to the visual, okay? okay? So you're on the carousel, and we're going around. And, and up and down. And, uh, and up and down. <laughs> and as you're going around, there's a path to one side. And you keep seeing these coaches walk one by one in the same direction on the path. And these coaches have a suitcase, and they're wearing street clothes. And we're going, what's going on here? So yeah, I like that. that happening. Right. And, and maybe a couple of them have, like, bus passes or something. Yeah, that's Sad good. bus pass. Yeah, the ones who could afford uh, the bus pass at this point. Probably all of them. Yeah. Uh, Chris Peterson, just yesterday, he steps down. And this one was shocking. No, but you never – they kept this completely silent. Kudos to to Chris Peterson and the staff on not leaking this to anyone because a lot of times when things like this are going to happen, you'll hear reports of it you know, a week or two ahead of it. No one right. heard anything. This was right. a total shock. In fact, on Twitter when it got announced, people were having to say this is real because there was a Twitter fake parody account that tried to say that uh, – you know, that came out and tricked a bunch of people by saying that Mike Leach was going to take the job at Ole Miss. Uh, that wasn't true. This, however, was true. He steps down. I got to admit that when I first saw it, I thought, okay, he's going to USC. That was my first instinct. Was, But then you read into it, and he is going to be accepting a leadership role within the uh, athletic department, it sounds like, at the school. He, does, he wants to stay. It sounds like he's just tired of the grind and that it's beating him up. I mean... Uh- I think there's just more... Okay. Yes, you're right. And from what we know so far, that sounds like what it is. But 
I've obviously been thinking really, you know, about this. I'm, I'm a CU fan. It, it affects CU directly. And I've been going back and forth. You know, I've taken Layla on a walk. This is all I'm thinking about. It's, cra- it's, it's driving me crazy why this really happened because I don't think that it's just all of a sudden he's so sick of the grind without saying anything or letting every, anybody know. And, I mean, maybe that's the case. I'm not ruling that out. That could definitely happen. You think maybe there's a secret storyline? I mean, I just don't know. I think maybe it's more either the talent isn't there for Washington and he's realizing that the recruiting is falling off or he's realizing that he is distracted and wants to be more a part of, you know, his kids' lives or something like that. And that's yeah, a real thing. I could see that. Something like that because well, this he does year, have sorry to interrupt. No, he, no, he, he does have a I believe his young son, uh maybe not at uh at the moment, but at one point I know he had a a son who was battling cancer, I believe. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, but that could definitely play into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and I think that if you look at this season and what <laughs> how drastically Washington underperformed for sure. This is like Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense now. I mean, I'm sure he was distracted. I'm sure he wasn't doing his normal things. Yeah. You know, it it was such a weird year for Washington. This makes a whole lot of sense in a weird kind of scummy professional better way. I'm like, I wish I would have known about this before so you can make some money off this because, yeah. you know, but... You're scum. No, no I, I don't just, mean to, to, to make it like that. You know kidding. what I'm saying? No, you don't totally ever right. like to make anyone no else's one, misfortune. Yeah, uh, I think people saw that they were losing starters this year and so there were a lot of people that were saying we don't think Washington's going to win the Pac-12 this year they're going to have a down year I don't think anyone expected them to go 7-5 and five, right? right exactly this was a bad year for Washington yeah, they lost bad. to CU that's not a good year for Washington no yeah they lost to Cal they lost they lost some games at home too which they never did under Chris Peterson and this yeah. I still see Chris Peterson as being for sure a top 10 coach in college football Yeah. and when I, I when I pictured him going to Southern California the first thing I thought was Oh, they're going to be dominant. I know if they, if they were to get a coach like that. But yeah, you know what? You're right. Because when Bob Stoops left Oklahoma, it was it was weird timing. It wasn't like this. It wasn't right at the end of the year. It was like it was like mid March or something. It was strange timing. And with that, I felt a little more suspicious that maybe they, there were things we weren't hearing. With this, the more I read into it, it sounds like he's a guy who always has been about. I'm not going to be one of those coaches that you know, works 20-hour days and never sees his family and stuff. Sounds like a Brian Boitano song. What would Brian Boitano do? I'm not going to be one of those coaches. He would quit at Washington. Um, Yeah, so we'll see. You need to leave the singing on this show to me. That was horrible. And yours, you have... Mine is You're a songbird. Mine is next level, yes. You are a songbird, no doubt about it. Uh, I was born with a microphone in my hands. Oh, boy. Anyway... (laughs) I don't think either of us should be allowed to sing on this show. But, yeah, I mean, it it was shocking. And Ricky Lake, the defensive coordinator, has been there for a long time. He's taking over for the Huskies. You know, we'll see how he does. Um, I can't imagine that he'll be able to follow up. Uh, You know, he might be able to do better than 7-5. I don't know if he's going to be able to get Washington. I mean, Chris Peterson got Washington to the playoffs. That's insane. And, And they did have some good recruiting classes coming in this next year. They had a good one last year. But... I love the Ricky Lake show. <laughs> you're you're into that? Yeah, you like on that? ABC. Yeah, that's great. Ricky Lake? I don't know what that is. Jimmy Lake, maybe something like that. I don't know what any of this is, Tyler. Jackie Lake. Ja- so there's something Lake <laughs> show out there. Uh, well, Chris Peterson's out. Who else is out? Uh, Chad Morris got fired from Arkansas. That was a few weeks ago. Everyone kind of knew about that. 
There has been some speculation about who would take over. Uh, people have thrown Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Is that the- still a good job? Do people still want to go to Arkansas? I don't know that it is. Isn't that weird how it's gone from a Why couple years ago? Why would you want to go there? Well, because it's in the SEC and you could really it's bolster. The SEC, but it's in the SEC West. I know, but but if you that's wise. If you can go there and win. Yeah, but can you? Can you win yeah. when you're playing LSU and Alabama every year? If Ed Orgeron could do it. Yeah, boy. How about them Razorbacks? <laughs> um, Lane Kiffin, a name that's been thrown out there. I think he might have actually played at Arkansas. I think he might be an Arkansas guy. Huh? Um, and yes. obviously Mike Mike Leach's name being thrown around all over the place. Mike Leach is legit. I like Mike Leach. Yeah, I mean, he's entertaining and he's... Entertaining? He brought Texas Tech to bowl games every year he was there. He he, he goes to Washington State. He goes to bowl games, turns yeah. In, yeah, turns them into... To, to, he's to, not taking anybody to a playoff. Yeah, but he's ever. putting NFL talent out there. He's he's not locking people in drawers anymore. <laughs> well, that was all bullshit, by the way. You know that, right? He yeah. got he got fired from Texas Tech for absolutely nothing. It was crazy Craig James making yeah, up stories. Saying he had a concussion, told yeah. him to go sit in the locker room, whatever. Yeah, and then made up a story about his how he locked his son in a closet. So I don't stupid. think that happened. Yeah. Uh Steve Adazio fired from Boston College. He's out. I don't know about that. I mean, he's 44 and 44 in seven seasons. Yeah, but it's Boston College. Yeah, but I mean, what are their expectations? I mean, they 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 had some good years in the past. Matt Ryan was there for a while. We all did have some good years, and they are behind us. Let's just say that for sure. Unbelievable! The good good old days. We're washed up, as I mentioned in our fantasy football text thread earlier today. We're all (laughs) we're all very washed up. Um, Steve Adazio gone. Obviously, Willie Taggart got fired weeks ago from Florida State. But this carousel is deep this year. Are you sure you don't want some? Uh yeah, let's keep it going. Why not? <laughs> Willie or uh, Willie Taggart obviously, and then Barry Odom fired from Missouri. That was a couple weeks that ago as well. That is crazy. I-, I was happy that happened. It probably needed to. Yep. Really also perfectly five hundred twenty five and twenty five in four seasons. Um, mm. this was a big year for them too. Matt Luke, we talked about a lot of SEC, a lot of teams in the South having oh, some I job openings. I wonder why. Uh, why, Tyler? Why would you say it, that? It's because no one can beat Nick Saban or the top couple teams, and there's all these unrealistic expectations. I know someone Everyone who can. wants to get the next Ed Orgeron. Everyone wants to get in there and just win immediately. It's so ridiculous, the short shelf life all these coaches have in the SEC. It is unfair, un- unridiculous. Unridiculous? Or, excuse me. Ri- We're making up new words it's here, you guys. unfair and ridiculous expectations that when you go down there, you're supposed to immediately win. I don't even care if you go to Florida. It needs to be a longer leash for these coaches. And the guys that are, who are getting let go immediately, you feel for them, but you also want them to get a good job somewhere else. And look, I think there's a reason why certain guys who have been in the SEC for so long are taking jobs elsewhere. It's happening more and more today than ever before. It's not. These athletic directors in the SEC are some of the most delusional bunch of people you get those guys in a room, I mean, my God, man. Yeah, it would be unridiculous. Um, <laughs> and a happy unbirthday to you as well, Tyler. Um, a lot of coaches being fired. One who just got hired, guess who's back? Greg Schiano. He takes the Rutgers job again. So he started. He was there. And if you kneel it on him, he will get your quarterback. He was there from 2001 to 2011, and he, I think he took them to a – was it a New Year's Six Bowl before he ended up leaving the NFL? Look, he won like all, nine or ten games. That was all Ray Rice. He was beating women, <laughs> scoring touchdowns when he was in college. Okay. Totally. Yeah. I mean. That's we'll, not a good thing. We'll just, I don't condone it. it. The music ended with that. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed more dramatic. <laughs> but the Shiano yeah, Man yeah, is yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Let's lighten things up a little bit. The uh, Shiano like Man that. is back. 
that might be a circus show. So this music might be fitting for that because pe- if people think He's that such a ru- that that Shiano's going to come back and Rutgers is all of a sudden be able to compete in the Big Ten East, uh, uh, I don't know about that one, Jim. Uh, also out, Charlie Strong got fired from South Florida. He's available again, maybe. Yeah, more more like Charlie Week. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love it. We're on such different wavelengths. I would have never even thought that's that's the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> oh. You basically just kicked it. You didn't even have to pick it. You just kicked it with your foot. That's how low hanging it was. But I love it. Why do you have to so. rip on my jokes, man? Because <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> anyway, you know what? You're right. It's a subjective term. A lot of, there's probably some 80 year old man sitting some in his diaper that heard could that. Have and made like, it on the <laughs> bottom of a Snapple lid. Okay, that's, that's how true. good some of those are. That's how good they are. <laughs> Uh, that's all we got for the coaching carousel. That's it? Yeah, that's all we got. All right. a lot of, well, unless other people get fired. We'll see. We'll see. Can we do a tease for after you do uh, our one and only commercial read for the day? Yeah, of course. A little old school radio tease. Ooh. The, and, and, and this is funny because it's not live, so it doesn't matter. Everyone already knows this, but the college ball rankings just came out. So we'll react to that. Find out after this break. <laughs> All right, once again, thank you to show sponsor Wise Money Sports. Wise Money had another good weekend, I believe, Tyler. How we do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend, off the top of my head, seven, four, and one. Winners, winners, winners. Winners, winners, uh, winners. A lot of soccer games, I'm assuming. There's some and hockey games in Seattle, there, too. And if you count Seattle, eight, four, and one. Seattle Seahawks okay. last night, minus three. Almost didn't cover there at the end. I'm sure you were sweating that Stop. one a little bit. Stop. We covered, almost. though. Yeah, you did. You're right. But you were sweating it. Uh, they were up uh, 17 and then almost gave it all back. My anyway. Mo- my money doesn't care how the it point, Exactly. There. The point is that Wise Money has been picking very well. Uh, you got to check them out. So you get professional bettors that all come on there. A lot of them have an expertise in just one sport. So you might have a guy on there that's giving NFL picks. Another guy, Tyler, for instance, he does a lot of soccer and NHL. Those are who his two biggest sports. So you can get professional picks from professional bettors. You can also pay for other packages where you can get a sports betting broker who will help you out with your picks, give you advice. Uh, so make sure you check them out online, wisemoneysports.com, and on Twitter, at wisemoneysports. All right, Tyler, seeing as how we wrapped up the second half of the regular season, all 12 games for all 120 teams. I figured we would recap. So halfway through the year, we recapped our uh, our picks. Yes. And obviously, you can go back and listen to any of our shows uh, if you want to hear them for yourselves. Do we're, it for yourselves. We're not. Uh, yeah. Do the study yourself, man. Do some YouTube <laughs> research. Um, and so we went ahead and piled our picks for the second half. Tyler. Well, is this total or just the second half? Just the second half. Okay. okay. We can give. So I'll, I'll give you out what we had. This was through, what, yeah, eight we, weeks? We should just give total. It's confusing okay, to just fine. give second half. Total. Through the year, then. 2019 season. Through the year, 2019 season. When we agree on games, we are 16 and 9. Whew. That's Not good. bad. Not, Not bad. bad at all, Jimmy John. Uh, 16 and 9. Uh, Will, when you like a game and I pass... You are 15, 13, and 1. Yeah, that's all right. Not losing Above money. Above 500. Mm-hmm. That is tough to do. That is profitable. Uh, I am 10 and 5 when I have games that I like and you pass. I started 2 and 4. Yeah, you and ended. I, you, and you I ended, ended hot. 8 and 1 
I got. I think I ended right. hot too. My you second did. half. Your second half, you ended nine and five. And if you take out your first two losses that you had, you actually ended nine and three. Yeah, it felt like I was doing better there because I know first half I was below five hundred. Well, so. again, yeah, and you had two of those losses the first podcast. We we did it after. Since then, nine and three on games where you like something. Hot. And I pass. Those three um, losses, by the way, all bet board games, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there you go. So those are the records for Those the are good year. numbers. We're doing well. Uh, it's not yeah, easy good, to- uh, Good for the first year. Yeah, um, for sure. Nice bounce back from halfway through the uh, season. And yeah, not bad at all. Still no. got a lot of games to go in the bowl games. But, for sure. Uh, Obviously, yeah. we're going to give out some championship games here shortly. And, uh, and then, yeah, we have a ton of bowl games to pick from. I'm excited- for bowl season just because you get to see all these different matchups. Yeah, man. what I love is like if there's teams, you know, people always give Alabama shit for not scheduling tougher teams, even though I think a lot of it has to do is teams don't want to schedule Alabama. Uh, I'm sure they call a lot of teams and those teams say, no, thank you. Right. But we'll, those a lot of these teams are forced to play stiff competition. Uh, it's, it is just a shame. Look, we all, you and I both love the playoff and we both love the idea of expanding it from four to eight teams. But... It definitely feels like it's diminished some of the bowl games, right? You have players that sit out. Uh, te- teams aren't as motivated. Like getting, I mean, get, I don't going know. to the Rose Bowl if it's not part of the okay. playoff four doesn't the, mean anything. It only anymore, right? diminished those games. The Rose Bowl, the New York the, Six, ones. yeah, 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 where, yeah. The New York Six, where the ones that are now out of the playoffs, it diminished those because it doesn't mean that much to go to the Rose Bowl and get the Rose Bowl anymore. Unless, unless it's, it's part of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it cycles. So that's what it diminished. It didn't diminish the Las Vegas Bowl or the... Because those never had much, the, uh, you know... People didn't relish those too much anyway. Canned corn, peanut butter, and jelly bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl last year. Remember that one? Yes, that was that like was Cal. Real bowl. It was like There was like almost as many turnovers or interceptions as there were points. Next week, when we're doing our season awards... Let's play a game of real bowl, fake bowl. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. And we can do uh, this year and past bowls, yes. right? Because yes. there have been all, some, some all great the sponsors out all there. All the bowls I love that, that have ever happened. I'll make a note real of that Real bowl, for fake sure. bowl. Um, so you want to do some conference championship games, seeing as how it is championship uh, week? Let's do some. Wait, do we not have anything else to get to? Uh, No. That's all. That's all I have on my notes here, Tyler. Unless no, you no, no. You have anything else you want to bring up? I thought that we had more on the outline. I actually do have a lot more to bring up about my record. We don't have to go on about bring it that up. all day. No, go on about it. Go on, go <laughs> on and on about how you're winning, Tyler. No, it, it's just okay. If you look at games where I'm on an island, okay. So our bet board games or games where you pass combined season total twenty one seven and two. When I'm when I'm on an island, when I'm on uh, Castaway, Walgie Island, Walgie Island, twenty-one seven and two this year. That's pretty good. Maybe you should go hang out on an island and get away from me. I don't know. That seemed a little aggressive. What? No, I didn't. I. What did you hear? Because I didn't. Well, everything's being recorded. I right said now. Walgie Island is a place I want to visit. Mm. That's what I want. That's what I said. I'm gonna go back and listen. I'm making I a note right now what? where we are. Well, we'll see. We'll see what uh, you know. Let's things, get some bet board games this week. Things can sound certain Let, ways. Let's get Tyler. some bet board games this week. I don't know how many we're gonna have. There are what? What do we have? Five championship five games. Yeah. So we over? just went with the Power Five. Oh, the reason well, I, I, I thought hope about we got five. Games I thought about this week. throwing the AAC in there, but it's a rematch of a game we literally just saw last week with. Uh, Cincinnati and uh, Cincinnati and I don't Memphis. Yeah, so it's like whatever. We, we just saw that game. So anyway, and nobody got time for that. Let's start with the Pac-12. Pac-12 championship game. By the way, being played in Santa Clara, California, Levi Stadium, where the 49ers play. Oregon. They are six and a half point dogs to the Utah Utes. 
This was the matchup that everyone saw coming a few weeks ago. A lot of people thought the winner would end up going into the playoff, and then Oregon went and biffed it against Arizona State. Yeah. Also didn't have a very strong performance against Oregon State last week in their in-state rivalry, if you can call it that. But they got the win, and they're there. Utah uh, is 11-1, and and with a win here, has a very good chance at making the playoff. Very good chance. Uh, it'll, you know, the only thing I think that could steamroll them at this point would be if Georgia beats LSU, or maybe, you know, Wisconsin. If Wisconsin, let's just say, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, do they put Wisconsin and Ohio State in? Because I think Ohio State, I think right now, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State get in even if they lose their championship game. I think if Utah wins, they're in. I hope so. I'd love to see that. Utah versus Ohio State. And, yeah, I think if that happens, one versus four. I, yeah, I, I don't think it matters. If Georgia actually, if Georgia wins, ooh, then the new rankings are out. Here, let's. Do you want to get me to give those? Yeah, to you real quick? let's do it. So the new rankings. We did are, say before the break we, we would bring. <laughs> so we can't just tease the listeners and not give them what they wanted. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, LSU. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Georgia. Those have not moved since last week. Utah five. Number five, Utah. Yeah. Number six, OU. Number seven, Baylor. Oh, number, how about that? Number eight, Wisconsin. Number nine, Florida. Ten, Penn State. So Oklahoma, Baylor. That's a big six, one too. Yeah. Seven. So let's say Baylor, Utah wins. I don't even know. And her. Baylor beats Oklahoma. You, you, you think Utah's getting getting in over Baylor? Because there's an interesting <sighs> part of that there oh, where Baylor gets revenge over the only team that beat them. That almost kind of washes away their one loss, right? They actually prove they're better than yeah, the one team. Yeah, and it would be to Oklahoma. Oh, my God, Will. Why does it have to be so complicated this year? <laughs> so if Oklahoma wins, I actually think Utah gets in over them because I think – But if Baylor wins – Especially because I think Oregon's a better – for whatever reason, looks like a better opponent. But you're right. This is There's going to be a lot of pissed-off fans because Oklahoma, to me, hasn't really been passing the eye test over the last month, whereas Utah's been blowing people out – Eight-team playoff would be perfect this year. You would have Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Utah, OU, Baylor. And the eighth team, the battle for the eighth team, would either be Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State, Auburn, uh, maybe... No, that would, that would be it. Yeah. Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State, Auburn. Yeah, that would be amazing. That's why they need that eight teams. That would be awesome. They need yeah. eight teams. It would, it would never be a bad thing to have an eighth. Or or at least... like what I, I've heard people talk about doing six teams and then the top two get a get a bye so you have a four-team bracket and then the winner of those those first two games plays the one that from well uh you know bob sacramento (laughs) my guy he's my guy down in florida um yeah i think that'd be cool because then at that point like look the eighth seed is almost never going to beat the one seed anyway right? right so you kind of eliminate that it does provide you to give five conference winners a spot and then maybe one at large bid. that's what needs to happen. i still think that eight is probably the way to go because then you get three at large bids i agree and conference championship winners get in. all but right sorry to interrupt anyway, you no you're good i like that so back to oregon utah so you look at these two teams and their stats are interesting right because i think when to the casual fan that maybe hasn't uh you know doesn't dive into the stats you might say okay utah is all they're defensive and they run the ball and they don't score a lot of points. And Oregon is flashy and they score a lot of points, but they're actually very similar teams. Uh, you see, look, Utah defense is it might be the best in the country. They're they're number one in rushing Ooh. yards per game right now. Utah is only allowing fifty six yards per game on the ground. For an example of how good that is, Clemson is ranked number tenth in that category, 
in uh, rushing yards per game allowed, and they give up 106. That's almost twice as much. Oregon, very good defense as well. They're 12th in that category, by the way. They allow just 107 yards per game. So what you're going to see is this Utah team that does like to run the ball with Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley is going to face a, a very good Oregon defense that doesn't like to give up a lot of yards on the ground. And on the other side, Utah is for sure – they're going to force – Oregon to beat them through the air. They're going to go to Justin Herbert and say, "You got to line us up. You got to line up and beat us. Prove that you're this NFL caliber guy." And I'm not sure that he can do that. He he hasn't proven that this year in big games. And you look at Tyler Huntley now, Utah, and passing yards per game, uh, they're not great as far as their ranking in yards per game. But you actually look at Tyler Huntley; he's 11th in the nation in yards per attempt. And what that tells me is that he's getting a lot of explosive plays downfield. They're getting play-action plays. He's good when he's asked to throw it. And then I look at the coaching matchup here. Kyle Whittingham, he has one of the best bowl game records in the whole country. Now, I know this isn't a bowl game, but to me, it means that he does well with time to prepare, but it also means he's good in big games. And what game could be bigger for Utah here? If they win Saturday and things fall right for them, they probably get that fourth spot in the playoffs. This would be the biggest win in program history if they beat Oregon in this Pac-12 championship game. Last year, they were in the Pac-12 championship game against Washington. They didn't even have Tyler Huntley or Zach Moss. They're starting quarterback and running back, and they still almost won that game. They they lost that game by six points. So I'm looking at – I also – what's Oregon's motivation in this game, Tyler? They know they're not getting into the playoff. Um, Ice cream after the game. I mean, look, it's not to just totally – crap on the Pac-12 championship game it's not that that's not a great accomplishment and Oregon hasn't done that in a while but I just think Utah has more motivation here I like Kyle Whittingham to be able to motivate his guys uh all the Oregon can hope for at this point is a Rose Bowl Utah can get in that playoff I'm taking Utah here I think they cover especially I love it at six and a half if it goes up to seven or more then maybe I'm not quite as confident if it's less than a touchdown, I, I think Utah's the right team here. I think they make that fourth spot in the playoffs. I agree, Billy Bob Thornton. I like Utah here, minus six and a half. I think they roll. Uh, this is a, a schematic mismatch for me. I think that what, what's going to happen here is Oregon, not motivated, like you said, going to get the ball. They're going to go three and out, a lot of quick possessions, giving Utah the ball back. And this is typically a Utah team that's going to take advantage of time of possession, run some clock, run the football. Only this, the difference is this year they can score 6.9 yards per play on the ground, 35 minutes they're holding the ball every single game. Wow. That's almost 10 minutes better than Oregon. They're going to drain the clock and score when they have it. I see this being an ugly game for the Ducks. Give me Utah to run and pass the ball. By the way, Utah's only throwing the ball for 30 fewer yards than Oregon is this season. Yeah. Utah finds success both running and throwing. Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley have big days in their uh, kind of their uh, what do you call it? Kind of a uh, it's a uh, it's a performance for the committee. It's a yeah they gotta they gotta show up and and they have to just convince the committee that they're worthy. This and is you're their right. chance. A big win would, would pretty much guarantee the spot. Exactly. Give me Utah to win big, 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 big. This could be a pleaser game. You give up a couple points for plus 150. How about that? Minus yeah. 13 and yeah, a half? something like that. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, next game, we're going to move to the Big 12. This game being played at Jerry World in Dallas, Texas. Baylor versus Oklahoma, the rematch. There's a lot of rematches the in rematch. these, by the way. We have quite a few rematches here. 
But this one to me is different for a few reasons. So in a lot of the other rematches game, uh, rematch games, which we will get into later, a lot of times those games were already played and they were blowouts. This game was close. It was almost a blowout. Baylor was up 28-3 to in the first half, and then they gave it all the, all back. Oklahoma storms back, wins 31-28, to I believe. That was the score, right? 31-28? I'll check it. Might have been 34-31. Either way, Oklahoma came all the way back, and that's very interesting to me. 34-31. Okay, 34-31. So that's interesting because with those other games, like for instance, we're going to talk about Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, here in a minute, but it's tough for... A team for a team that has already played one team and been blown out to be as motivated. Both, uh, both Baylor and Oklahoma can look at this game and say, you know, look, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, they're probably thinking if I if we didn't have such a shitty start to that game against Baylor a few weeks ago, we could have blown them out. And Baylor, they're saying if we would have just finished the game a tiny bit better, we would have won that game. We were blowing them out. So it's very interesting to me from an emotional standpoint because both these teams want to win. The Big 12, both of them think if they win, they might have a shot at making the playoff. That's obviously up for debate. But then you look at the two teams. Oklahoma, they are statistically better in almost every category on both sides of the ball. And yet, they have the same record. And both with one conference loss, their head-to-head was a three-point game. So what does that tell you? I mean, look at uh, Oklahoma. They're first in yards per game in the nation. Baylor's 33rd. Uh, Rushing yards per game. Oklahoma's ninth, Baylor's 41st. This just continues on and on. OU's defense, 26th in yards per game given up. Baylor, 39th. So why do they have the same record? Why do they seem like such a close team? To me, what it means is that uh, OU is a little more erratic. They have a much higher ceiling and maybe a lower floor too. They aren't exactly consistent. Their ceiling is much higher than Baylor's, but Baylor's a little more reliable, and especially on defense. Just looking at Baylor's game so far, they may give up more yards per game than OU, but they're giving up less points. That usually means OU's prone to giving up big plays, and Baylor has a better red zone defense. I like that a lot. Another big factor in the scoring numbers is special teams. Baylor has the 12th rated special teams, according to Sports Reference, and Oklahoma is 80th. That could play a huge factor in this game. I'm a little torn just because of Oklahoma's no, potential. No, you got to pick one. Got to pick one. I'm a little torn. We are picking, yes. Don't worry. And Oklahoma's potential, they, they could dominate this game they could blow them out but i can't help but think of their performances down the stretch this season they've just been inconsistent and i kind of think baylor's just the better team overall and for that reason i'm taking baylor and they're getting the points so i'll take baylor here plus eight and a half against oklahoma you want to bet yes what? would you yes. like to bet on it we have i'm gonna get one here i can feel it game of the weekend all right, let me take you through why I'm betting OU here, and it really doesn't have that much to do with on-field because you look at how OU's looked the last couple weeks, there's not that many promising things that you want to bet on or put your money on. This is a numbers play for me, and this is overreaction from the market. Rewind a few weeks. Oklahoma and Baylor didn't even play a month ago, okay? The line was, the line closed, Baylor plus 10, OU minus 10 in Waco, Texas. Yeah. Okay. What that said is Oklahoma is 13 points better. They go on the road to Baylor, three points for home field. You get your 10 point spread. This is a neutral game. So, what that says to me is that the new line of nine has overcorrected, it's corrected by four points. 
That is so big to correct by over a field goal in under a month. You never, ever, ever see that. Do I believe OU has gotten that bad? No, I don't. This isn't about Baylor. Baylor's a good team with an underrated coach, probably an underrated coaching staff, actually. I like Baylor. They're good this year. Eight and four against the spread. They've been underrated all season long. They keep winning ATS. But OU, like you mentioned, Will, has the much higher ceiling. Yeah. And if there's any week that OU's going to play their best game, it's when all the eyes are on them. Not only do they need a win, they need a blowout win. So actually, I could see a scenario where we have a close game all the way until the fourth quarter. OU's up, you know, 30... 31 and then they get a late touchdown to cover the spread because they need margin in a normal game I wouldn't love this in conference championship week I do for OU because they're going to score late they're going to be foot to the gas pedal to the metal all the way to the end I like OU minus nine minus eight and a half whatever it is right now I do think Baylor's a very good football team, but OU has the much higher ceiling with motivation and over everything. It's a numbers game. I don't believe that OU is four points worse than they were one month ago. Okay, so that's why I think that. Just as a counterpoint to that, couldn't that swing, you know, and, and that's that's a sharp way to look at it to say, how, how has this line changed so much from a month ago? Couldn't that just be because they actually saw the teams play and now they can say, oh, well, maybe there's a new factor here, right? Uh, well, Baylor's well, quarterback can expose their defense a no, little better. No, 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 because the market is efficient enough to, at that point in the season, it's not like they played week one. Right. That could be the difference if they played week one. They played a month ago. At that point in the year, the market is pretty cement, cemented in on where they are with the teams. So it's not like they see a couple games that go, oh, wait, Oklahoma's four points worse. You don't see that drastic drop-off. Now, it. what a lot of people may be thinking is, well, Tyler, how do you know it's all OU? Couldn't it be two points OU, two points Baylor? Yeah. And that may be the case where it's somewhere in the middle. But Baylor, come on, guys. Even still, two points guys, is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Baylor has not been that bad. Baylor's one loss of the season against OU, and then they came back and have it lost. I have a hard time believing the market's downgraded Baylor more than a half point, if at all, right? Okay. So even if it is a half point, it's still three and a half points. It's well over a field goal for Oklahoma to, to be adjusted. So no matter really how you slice this pie, even if it is cut in half it's too much of an overreaction for both teams if it's two and two right so no matter how you really slice the pie here i think the market's overreacting this line should be closer to oklahoma 13 if it if it was what it was a month ago now if they've made the adjustments it should be maybe 10 maybe 11 10 and a half eight and a half nine too much so i'll take OU. all right well i'm going with the bears i'm going matt rule boom boom, boom. bet board i'm gonna climb my way out of this hole i'm gonna will myself there <laughs> Uh, next up, Big Ten Championship game. Wisconsin, another rematch. Wisconsin and Ohio State. The game is being played in Indianapolis. Wisconsin, 16-point underdogs here against Ohio State. Now, when they played in October, this was a little bit uh, longer ago, in October, Ohio State beat them 38-7. to And that was at home. That was in Columbus. And look, Ohio State, they just have the talent that the Badgers can't compete with. We saw it with Michigan. We've seen it with everyone Ohio State's played. Penn State may have you know, made it an 11 or 12 point game, but that was only because Ohio State coughed the ball three times and put them in position, right? So I have no doubt that Wisconsin is going to play tough. And I like, I like Wisconsin. I like Paul Chris. I like their coach. I like their defense, but ultimately the, the Buckeyes will just keep doing what they've done all year. And what happens is they do what they do best. They don't worry too much about game planning other teams. They just do what works for them. And eventually the big plays are bound to happen. And when the, and that, that's what happens when the talent level is so superior. They're going to run the ball with J.K. Dobbins. Justin Fields is going to have a little bit of running play in there too. And obviously he's got all the weapons on, 
on the in the wide receiver position and, and the tight end position too. The other thing to think about here, if Ohio State scores quickly, let's say they get two quick possessions, they're up 14-0, how is that going to affect the Wisconsin players mentally? I think that knowing that they were beat so soundly to this team once already, if Ohio State were to jump on them early, which they have done to almost everyone they face, by the way, you could see some quit in, in, the, in some Wisconsin players here because they know, okay, we can't compete with Ohio State. We couldn't compete with them then. We can't compete with them now. And Which, by the way, that's not a slight on Wisconsin. There's maybe only two teams in the country that can't compete with Ohio State. So I just don't see... Ohio State's been such a money bet all year long. They're so good against the spread. They just keep covering with a number like this, 16, in a game where Ohio State, they don't really have to make a, a, a statement. It doesn't have to be a statement win, but maybe they're worried that if if they don't if they beat Wisconsin in a close game and LSU blows out Georgia, maybe they're scared that LSU could jump them into that number one seed, yeah. which is important this year. It's a it's so much better to be playing, you know, whether it be Oklahoma or Baylor or Utah as opposed to playing Clemson in the 2-3 game. Nobody wants that right now, I promise you. So Ohio State wants to come out, score a lot of points, beat Wisconsin soundly, hold on to that one seed. I don't see any way that, that Wisconsin – they definitely don't have a chance to win, and I don't see any way that they can cover here. So I'm taking the Buckeyes. To cover against Ohio State this year, you need a specific kind of offense. A quarterback who can be a little bit mobile, if not elite while in the pocket. I think any of these quarterbacks who are going to be in the Final Four – can beat Ohio State's defense against the spread, but to ask Wisconsin to do that, I don't think that's the case. Look, I've been picky this year where when I bet Wisconsin, when I fade Wisconsin, and this is certainly not a game I want to back the Badgers. I don't think this offense is going to do anything against Ohio State's defense. I think we see the same performance we did the first time. Yeah. A dominant defensive performance from Ohio State. Ohio State's offense doesn't even have to be elite for them to win this game going away, but yeah. I still think they will be. It's like they can't help themselves sometimes. Ohio State does a vintage Ohio well, let's say a 2019 version yeah. of Ohio State, and they roll this game. Give me the Buckeyes, minus 16. I'll take it. Cool. Uh, next game up, SEC championship game being played in Atlanta, Mercedes Stadium, Georgia. They, uh, it's basically a home game for them with it being in Atlanta. They are plus seven versus LSU here. LSU's seven-point favorites. This is such a huge game. Georgia can – look, they've struggled this year. Their, their, year or their, their season, for the most part, has been less than stellar and not what they expect to do. They can silence all that. They can shut up everyone. All they have to do is beat LSU, and they're in. They're in the playoff for sure. The SEC winner is going to get in. And the best part is, is yeah, is that if – we could see, I don't know if that's the best part, but it is crazy that we could see two SEC teams again if this were to happen. But Georgia's going to need to play the offensive game of their lives to have a shot at this one. It's strength versus strength. LSU's offense is ridiculous. The Tigers have the number two ranked team offense in the nation and faced up against Georgia's defense, which ranks in the top 10 in total defense. But I think the Bulldogs' defense is a little bit better. Or are they set up to, to defend LSU? What we know is... They're ranked number second in the country against the rush, and uh, which is they're just allowing 71 yards per game. But how will they do when they're faced up against Joe Burrow in the passing attack? Their defensive passing numbers are very, very good, but look at, who, at their schedule. Who's the best quarterback that they've played this year? Kyle Trask at Florida, Ian Book, Notre Dame, Kelly Bryant, Missouri. All due respect to those guys, but none of them can stand up to Joe Burrow and in the insane... LSU passing offense with all the wide receivers they have. They're loaded every position. 
And even though LSU's defense, it hasn't been the best this year. It's not what we are, we're used to. It's certainly been solid, but it hasn't been great and dominant like we expect under Dave Aranda. Georgia's offense has really struggled to look anything like they did in the last two years. Their passing attack has kind of fallen off. They lost a bunch of receivers to the draft last year. Obviously, DeAndre Swift is one of the best running backs in the nation, but if LSU can just focus on him and try to eliminate him from the passing attack, make Jake Fromm beat them, they have a really good shot here. Also, keep in mind, one of Georgia's best receivers this year, George Pickens, he's out for the first half. Last week against Georgia Tech, he got into a fight after, I think he scored the touchdown and then started throwing fists at the Georgia Tech cornerback. So he got thrown out. He's suspended for the first half. LSU has won three of the last four against Georgia, including last year they beat them. 36-16. I'm taking LSU here, even though it'll be certainly a bit of a home field advantage for Georgia with it being in Atlanta. I'm taking LSU. Go Tigers. Want to bet? What? <laughs> Would you like to bet on it? We've got another game. Well, oh boy, I'm taking Georgia plus the seven. I also lean under in this game because I think both defenses have a huge showing. I think we get a classic SEC matchup, and it is important that Georgia is playing somewhat of a home game. Georgia's fans, we know, I don't have the clip pulled up, but it's the one we played earlier in the year. The dogs! The dogs! And they're going to show up loud, ready to go. By the way, Georgia this year allowing under 200 yards rushing on the... It's funny. LSU's had so much success this year, offensively. I think what happens is the narrative after this game is, oh my gosh, someone can stop LSU. Really? Yeah, I, really? I, I do. Now, I still think LSU wins the game, but seven points is far too many. This over-under is still a little bit lower than what I thought it would be at. I still, like I said, don't 55, love... 55, yeah, right? 55, don't love the over-under anyway, but both defenses show up. Georgia scores enough to hang in this game. They have a chance to win late, I believe. LSU wins, but they uh, don't cover the seven points. Give me the dough. Interesting. So then how many you think it goes under? So you think you see Georgia like 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 a like a like a 27 27-20, 27-21 something like that. 20 to 17. 21-17. They're going to hold LSU to 20 points? I do. I God, think, that I would be a hell be, of a performance I think if they it could, could be, do that. Yeah, but 2017 is still at 37. That's pretty low for that. Yeah, oh. I, but I could see something like that. You know, 24-20, something like that. I think Joe Burrow cements his Heisman fully. I think he throws five touchdowns and dismantles Georgia. Well, well, it's on the good old-fashioned bedboard. And then Coach O does an interview, and he ends it with, Go Tigers! <laughs> As I said, I can predict the future. Uh, last but not least, the ACC championship oh God, game. This is the one game I really don't like either way, but, hey, we have to have a bet. Last, we have to force it. But maybe least, okay. Uh the game is in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are forcing picks here. Look, Virginia, <laughs> they finally beat their rival, and they're going to represent the Coastal Division for the first time ever. It had been 15 years since they beat Virginia Tech. That game decided how cool, how cool for Virginia and for, for Bronco Mendenhall. But, unfortunately, they have to face Clemson. Look, I've for the most part, I've avoided betting Clemson games this year for the whole season because the lines have been huge. And pretty much no one in the ACC, save for the North Carolina game earlier in the year, None of these teams have been able to even make it a contest with Clemson. Since the North Carolina game where Clemson snuck away, there was a two-point conversion that failed, uh, the Tigers have absolutely dominated their their competition. Since these uh, – and since – excuse me, since Clemson and Virginia, they haven't played since 2013. I'm a little scared to bet it. I'm like you, Tyler. But like you said, we're going to pick anyway. Despite Dabo's comments this week – I don't know if you saw, Tyler – 
this last weekend. He said, the committee doesn't want us in. They don't want us to be there. <laughs> uh, they, he can say that all he wants to motivate He's his just players. Trying to, yeah. They know that they're in with a win and and probably in with a loss, too. And they'll, they're likely going to face LSU in the 2-3 game. Look, I like Virginia. I like Bronco Mendenhall. Bryce Perkins has been great. They're a solid team, very solid. But this Clemson team honestly might be the best team. Everyone's talking about Ohio State and LSU. I know Clemson hasn't played anybody, but there's a very good chance that they end up winning this whole thing. They might be the best team. They're they're hot right when you want them to be. Trevor Lawrence has been playing out of his mind ever since he struggled in that North Carolina game. I don't love having to give up that half point, especially with it being 28 and a half. If this was a 27 and a half, I'd probably feel a little more comfortable. That's exactly how I felt. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm for, we're forced to make a pick here. I, Clemson could easily win this game by 40 points. So I'm taking Clemson uh, minus 28 I'm, I'm taking Clemson too. Okay. Yeah, cool. I can't push the button there. I think they run away with this thing. Virginia's good, but it's... It, They're it's not going to score on no, Clemson. E- exactly. Clemson can do what, the, what needs to be done to shut down what Virginia does well. Last week, Virginia Tech was just lost on defense. They had yeah. no one to keep up with, Bri- well, with uh, Bryce Perkins. That won't be the case for Clemson. They score. They make a statement without even really needing to, and I think they probably cover the 28-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm with you there. So that's all we got for championship weekend. Uh, keep an eye out. We're, we're going to be tweeting out the shows from here on out with the bowl season being a little bit different. We might not keep our same you know, Wednesday schedule, but we'll still be making podcasts here throughout bowl season, so... Keep your eye tuned, ears tuned, excuse me. Keep your eye tuned. And your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB Weekly. We'll talk to you next week.